everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, as we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Joe. You know, for those listeners, I've had more. I don't know if you've had similar feedback, but I'm not even sure this is a good thing all the time. But <laughs> I've had a lot of our feedback. They love our banter at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. And um, what probably our listeners have no idea is it's never planned. It's no. just whatever starts <laughs> no. coming out of our mouths. It's, it's actually the way we interact with each other, which is probably wildly unhealthy and even disturbing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I talk with HR about it all the time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Well, Jeff, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in our world probably all the time. It's part of the nature of why this podcast even exists. Um, currently, as we're recording this episode, uh, there's been multiple weeks now of tensions and violence happening, Israel, Palestine, and Gaza, and, Gaza, and all that kind of stuff. And we just figured it was time to address some of this because we mm-hmm. see... Um, different messaging out there. You see, um, you know, different Christians saying, you know, we stand with Israel, we support Israel. Um, there are others that are like, how could you support Israel? Look what they're doing as well. Um, there's lots of confusion around like, well, if Israel is God's chosen people, is the current country of Israel the God's chosen? Like, mm-hmm. there's just all this stuff. Like, how does that settle in? How do we navigate that? And just quite honestly, at least right now, as of this recording, how can we kind of best step into this as a, with a mindset that honors God? Yeah, it's a it's a huge question. So let me just say, this was recorded on October eighteenth, two thousand twenty three. Yep. So everybody, listen to me, please. It's October eighteenth, two thousand twenty three. At two forty nine in the afternoon. So who knows what could happen even in an hour? So I right, do not exactly. know, yep. and I I do not know how the events unfolding will affect what I'm saying right now. It's, it's impossible. Uh, I literally just looked over my news feed, yep. and and a hospital was blown up, and yeah. people are arguing about whether it was Hamas or Israel. I don't know the answer, but. It, this is one of these conversations that events are playing out in real time, and we're going to speak to them at a moment in time, mm-hmm. and it's going to affect our perspective, sure. uh, my perspective at least, on, on what's going on. So it is October 18th, 2023. Now it's 2.50 in the afternoon, yep. and I'm sitting in a room with no windows, and I don't know what else is happening in the world. <laughs> That's good. So this this is what I would say, um, or what I would begin to say with this conflict. So it is without question that when you read the Bible, uh, God has a special place in his heart for the nation of Israel and the people, the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they the Bible calls them his chosen people, God... Uh, decided to effectuate his plan for humanity in a large part through the the Jewish people and the eventual nation of Israel that we would see even in the Old Testament. 
the line of David is the line of Jesus, and that comes through the Jewish people and through the nation of Israel. David was uh, one of the, if not the greatest king of, of the nation of Israel. Um, and the Old Testament, a large chunk of it, is a history of God choosing and then interacting with the Jewish people, establishing, and then even the struggle with the nation of Israel, and then uh, God using the nation of Israel and the Jewish people as a beacon of his promise and his hope, as well as a, a beacon of his love and his justice and his mercy. He would correct them, welcome them, forgive them, rebuke them, and it, it's that is most of the Old Testament. It's that back and forth. Um, you cannot understand Jesus if you do not understand him through his Jewishness. Mm. So the the New Testament is deeply affected by uh, a Jewish point of view, and I mean this in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus was a Jew. The Apostle Paul was a Jew. All the disciples were Jews. uh, All the apostles were Jews. And and so um, that's why if you come to a a Christian church, you'll hear us talking about uh, Jewish literature and and uh, Hebrew language and Jewish culture, etc., because that's the earthly context in which Jesus uh, came to interact with us, and it helps us to make sense of his heart and his mind. And then Jesus's life and his ministry played out in Israel. It played out on the dirt that is contested right now in the news. That mm-hmm. is the place, right? So... Um, all of that is true, and that that is why Christians have such an interest in Israel and the Jewish people, mm-hmm. right? Now, currently in Israel, the, the nation of Israel, as we would understand it, did not exist until the late 1940s. Mm-hmm. It was after World War II. It was in part a response to uh, the Holocaust— um, but it would have been before that would have been called Palestine for many many years, and then it would be all the way back really into the Bible when Israel was a nation before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the and when I say nation, I mean a piece of dirt with boundaries mm-hmm, to it. Mm-hmm, so a country mm-hmm. before the Jews believe because the Bible says that that land is theirs because it was promised to them by God. And that land has been war-torn. That land has been built up and torn down. That land is affected by climate. Uh, just like just like Egypt used to be lush and green, and now it's sand. You know, it's been affected by climate. But the Jewish people have a holy and a historical connection to that land because they would look and say that land was promised to us by God. It is literally the promised land. Mm. And so we lay ancestral claim to it. From the Bible until the 1940s, that land was passed back and forth between the Turkish Empire, the British had it, Muslims had it, Christians had it, Jews. I mean, it's just a contested piece of dirt. I was there a few years ago with my friend... And we were standing at the Temple Mount, the the stone foundation of which the temple that was erected when Jesus was alive was uh, was built. 
And I said to him, I said, do you realize we're standing literally on the most contested piece of dirt in the history of humanity? <laughs> and and he's like, well, when you say it that way, and but it's true, that yep. that piece of dirt and those stones and that mount, the the Jewish people run the bottom of it, the uh, Islamic people run the top of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is contested. And so there is a long, 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 thousands of years history to this whole story. The story changes in the 1940s and early 1950s when the United Nations and other countries decided that a part of that piece of dirt now belong to the Jewish people. And for the first time in s- centuries, millennia, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, um, the nation of Israel was reestablished. A country with dirt and borders was, mm-hmm. was reestablished. When they were reestablished, there was a displacement of what we would call the Palestinian people. And so because the land is sacred, um, it, it's, not, it's, it, it's not a thing of like, well, this is North America, you guys take Texas and we'll take Oklahoma. It, 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 is, it is the size of Rhode Island. It's a very, very compact piece of land. And so you're literally having people, Palestinian people, pushed out of their homes, Jewish people coming in. The Jewish people were very efficient with developing infrastructure, developing agriculture, uh, developing financial systems, and so they began to prosper. There was a war in the 1960s where actually Egypt led it. Egypt and other Arab countries went to war against Israel, and they were going to push them out. Uh, Think World War II, like tanks, planes, that kind of war, not terrorism, just a war. Israel defeated those armies in six days. They call it the Six-Day War. And when they defeated those tanks and planes and soldiers, Israel took more territory, so they conquered it. Now, they would say they reclaimed it. The Palestinians would say, you took it from us. The Israelis would say, well, you declared war on us. So to the, to the victor goes the spoils. And that's where you get, it's the roots of where you get the establishment of like the Golan Heights and the Gaza Strip. Mm-hmm. And that is Israel uh, claiming land through war. They were attacked. They, did not, they were not the aggressors. They were attacked and they won. And so they claimed land through war, and then they, the parts that they didn't claim or that they gave back are those strips of land that you would see all of this uh, tension around. They also claim, took over Jerusalem mm-hmm. or the rest of Jerusalem. And so that, that is a very—Jerusalem is, is the most sacred city for three religions— Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Mm -hmm. And so they took it back over. They allowed the Muslims to keep the top of the Temple Mount. And then the Jewish people took the bottom of the the Temple Mount. So that's a little bit of the history, and it goes all the way back into the Bible. 
the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Christianity has its roots in Judaism, so there is a sympathy generally from Christianity to Judaism. Uh, the United States likes the fact that there's a democracy in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So the United States would look and say, well, Israel is our greatest ally. They understand us. They think like us. We share intelligence. They keep an eye on Iran, you know, all those kind of things, and they're our greatest ally. So the United States, just like we would ally with Great Britain, we would ally with Israel, right? Not for spiritual reasons, but mm -hmm. for political reasons. Yeah. And then in, in Israel, then, you have Jews who are Orthodox, practicing faithful Jews, and then you have secular Jews. Mm -hmm. They're uh, Jew by heritage, and they would think of themselves as Israeli. Mm -hmm. So you have a country now of Israel that has an official religion of Judaism that is in the middle of countries, Egypt, Syria, etc., who have official religions of Islam. And that's why you get Judaism versus Islam a bunch. Mm -hmm. Israel has a very good military, and they, they generally have very good intelligence services. Um, and so the Islamic nations are less prosperous, less powerful, and have not been able to affect the exit of Israel militarily. So Egypt... Uh, Jordan has been a relative ally, uh, Saudi Arabia, Arabia historically, Syria, Iraq, Iran. Like in Iran's constitution would be destroy the Jews, kill the Americans, or mm -hmm. the infidels is what they would say. So that's a mixture of politic, governance, and religion mm -hmm. that would be in all those things. Because those countries cannot dislodge Israel militarily, they've turned to terrorism, which is the same thing that they have done to the United States. And the conflict of is it the Israelis' faults or, the, or Hamas's faults or the Palestinians' faults is a very complicated conflict, okay? And I, I know this is getting long, but I think this is what you want, right? Mm -hmm. So, yep. Okay, so... If you're still Bob, you can run another mile. We believe in you. Okay, <laughs> so <clears throat> what you have in that conflict is you have Israel, you have the Palestinians, and then you have Hamas. Just like um, in the United States, we'd have the United States, we'd have the Republicans and the Democrats. Okay, so Hamas on its surface is a governing entity, so the Palestinians would have elected Hamas to govern them. But unlike the Republicans and the Democrats, Hamas is a terrorist organization. Mm. So within that, you probably, I don't know enough, um, but you probably had people originally in Hamas that were like, let's build sewer and water lines. But the terrorist cult part of that has taken over. What they've done is they've taken aid, infrastructure, things that have been given to improve the life of the people, 
And they have used that to build rockets and to build reinforced tunnels for terrorist activities. So what you have, you just have to think about this, um, what you have is Israel and a country, you have Palestinians, a bunch of them just like are just like us. Uh, so many Americans are like, we all can't stand our government, just leave us alone. <laughs> but we have to deal with the ramifications of our government, right? So the Palestinians have this terror group, Hamas, which is like ISIS. Mm -hmm. That terror group is who attacked Israel a couple of weeks ago, killed, I think it was 13 or 1,500. They did behead children. They did burn their bodies. They did massacre families. They did go into their homes. They did come in on paragliders and shoot up a music festival. They did rape women. And the reason we know that they did that is because they released video of them doing that. Mm -hmm. That's not Israeli propaganda. That's Hamas's propaganda. Now, Israel has to respond mil militarily, but they're responding to a terrorist organization who's in a population of people. And so uh, these guys aren't out living in a cave like Osama bin Laden was. The, it's all the same area. Mm -hmm. And so these guys are living, their homes are there, their tunnels are there, their ammo's there. And when, it, when Israel goes in, they wind up killing the terrorists and the civilians simultaneously. And there's your point of tension. Mm -hmm. So the point of tension is, is Israel, is Israel an occupier or is Hamas the occupier? Mm -hmm. Well, you can, that argument is never ending. And then is Israel killing innocent civilians? That's what Hamas did. Mm -hmm. Or is Israel killing terrorists who are using civilians as shields? That's the conflict. And then are they terrorists or are they people who lashed out at an occupier? Are they the French underground? Mm -hmm. and, and that is what the big conversation is. Mm -hmm. And um, where you're seeing – what you're seeing is you see people line up on both sides of that. You have people who are pro-Hamas and pro-Palestinian and those can be different things. Yep. And then you have people who are pro-Israel, uh, and they're yelling back and forth and throwing accusations back and forth at each other, and you have a mess with it. What I think we do know is I think we do know that it was a terrorist attack that happened, and um, I, think, I think we would look and say you would expect there to be a military response just like we had when it was at 9-11. What's the tragedy of it all? The tragedy of it all is a bunch of innocent people are going to die. Mm -hmm. They're going to die. And I think for the, for the heart of a believer, a Christian, that is what should break our heart. Um, I don't think God – I think there are just wars and unjust wars – I think there is uh, the government, the Bible says the government has power for just reasons and can abuse power for unjust reasons. 
I think that's one conversation that takes a lot of work and a lot of time. I think there's a bunch of Palestinians who want to raise their kids um, and don't want their babies to die. And I think there's a bunch of Jewish people who want to raise their kids and didn't want their babies to die. Mm -hmm. And they're all stuck in the middle of this battle um, that has immense spiritual roots to it Mm -hmm. um, and has no easy or uncomplicated answer to it. So I think it just breaks the the heart of God mm-hmm. ultimately. It's the it's the heart of the the Bible says the purpose of the evil one is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's exactly what you're seeing happen right now. So Jeff, um it's it's not simple, as you just said. I if if our listeners didn't know that, I pray that they're seeing that now. What is the believer, at least our our localized believer, uh, those of us that would live not in that geographical area? What's our appropriate response? Is it is it social media outcries and posts? Is it like what what would be some of the best course of action for us to take personally as we kind of think and understand what's happening? You know, I think I think the best the best response, and I don't mean this in a cliche way, is to seek the heart of God on it. Um, you know, I remember when uh, we went into Afghanistan and Iraq, and and I I'll never forget there was a guy at church here. He's like, we just need to go nuke those Iraqis. I'm like, what? Nuke them? By the way, there are Palestinian Christians sure. that live in the same area. Yep. So we're like. Even if, I mean, nuke the people that God loves and laid his life down for, and that is a callous, unthoughtful response um, to, to do that. And then what happens is, on the other hand, God's a God of justice. I can understand why uh, the prime minister of Israel cannot be like, well, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's no way that you can tolerate that that level of evil, and it is the government's job before God to protect its citizens. Mm-hmm. So, um, when when President Bush went after Al Qaeda and then later on ISIS, like he was doing what he was supposed to do. There is there is evil. I'm not excited about those guys dying. Mm-mm. And I'm I'm not excited about there is always massive collateral damage. People who don't want to be a part, who do not have an agenda, who would just like to live their own life. And it's so important that we don't lump everybody in together that mm-hmm. way. And when the Bible tells us to even love and pray for our enemy, um, me loving and praying for you is not me not wanting justice for a victim. Yeah. But it's also not me wanting vengeance. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And so you you have to seek the heart of God on this. And I think the heart of God, to me, these things become um, somewhat mysterious because I, in my feeble mind, I can't, totally rectify loving my enemy while also having justice enacted. 
So I'm thankful that God can do that. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says that God is the one who sets up and tears down nations. He's the one that sets up and tears down kings. And I'm like, okay, God, I, it's, it's your will be done. I'm going to pray. I do pray for peace. I'm going to pray for my enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to pray for justice. And then I have to let God be a part of that. I, I don't think it's wrong that Israel as a nation would seek justice for the terrorist attack on her people. Where this is going to get debated and can't get answered is what does that justice look like? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, boy, I. It's not going. It's not going to be pretty, and it's mm-hmm. going to be horrible, and innocence is going to be lost. And can injustice be done? Sure. Um, I don't know how to sort sort that out. So to me, it's this wildly painful, difficult situation that grieves God. I think if you have a flippant answer, you haven't thought it through. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think Israel was attacked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the the way that we would view 9-11, are there global things and ways the United States interfered and blah, blah. I'm like, well, sure there are. But was 9-11 justified? No. Mm-hmm. Were the people in the, in the towers and in the Pentagon and in Shanksville, were they just minding their own? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you just let that stand? I don't think you can. Not, I, can I can turn the other cheek personally. That's different than being the leader of a nation. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the, do you, the, did we do our response right? I'm like, well, that's another conversation mm-hmm. for another day. Yep. I don't know. I mean, yes and no. And so I just think, I just think we have to be humble about it. Um, I don't – I think we have to be careful to be like, well, God's on this side or God's on that side. I'm like, eh, God hates war. He hates injustice. But he is just, mm-hmm. and he does move nations to enact his justice. Um, it just grieves me. Mm-hmm. Bunch of people are going to die. This hospital blew up. Oh, yeah. So you talk about mixed messages and mixed sources. Hamas is immediately going to come out and say Israel did it. And Israel, the, and remember, this is <laughs> October 18th, 2023. And it's now uh, three fourteen, right? So, at at this moment, Israel is saying uh, Hamas did it to themselves on accident. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. What I know is five. They're saying five hundred people are dead. I mean, that's just awful. Awful. And and if you say, well, they're all Muslim and and good, I'm like, you, you're excited. Five hundred people now are lost to eternal hell. Mm-hmm. There's you, no, you, yeah, you mentioned something about like if we approach this flippantly, like it's this. There's this weird dynamic that has happened where we almost, out of our enjoyment of sports culture, go with me here for a second. We almost start putting the rest of the world in like sports boxes where it's like, yeah, you're on the green team, I'm on the yellow team. So as long as the green team loses, it's all fine. It's like this is life and death. This is not. Um, we win, you lose. Like war 
like in some sense, everyone loses in war. Like someone, you're hoping that the worse doesn't end up on top so that life doesn't get worse than it has to be. But like in in wars, thousands upon and sometimes millions of people die. It is always terrible. Yep. And there and so like remembering, like you said, like th- there is eternity at stake here. There are people losing their children, losing their parents, losing their loved ones, and just to flippantly say, well, as long as the other side, it's okay. It, it, has, to, it has to grieve us, and, and I don't—the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. I pray for President Biden because it is a very difficult situation mm-hmm. that he's interacting with. I, I pray for Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel— I mean, these are very, very difficult. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not in a place to decide, and I don't have a, a, a unique insight given to me by God that nobody else has. I'm like, I just know that if I'm to love my enemy, I don't rejoice when their souls are lost. No. And was the hospital an ammo dump? I, I don't know. Your it's the mixed messages are mm-hmm. going to come out mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's part of the game that the terrorists play, and so I don't know. I just know that a bunch of people are dead, and and it and it grieves me. Mm-hmm. And the you know is Israel is Israel demonstrating restraint? And the answer to that is yes. And you, and you might say, well, Jeff, how do, can you know that? Well, because they have nukes, <laughs> <laughs> they they can press a button. And, and the, the, there's there's some level of restraint. There's some effort to to minimize the loss of the innocents on Israel's part. There was no restraint on Hamas's part, just like there was no restraint on ISIS's part, just like there was no restraint on on the Taliban's mm-hmm. part, et cetera, right? But I do want. I remember when when President Obama was in office. Um, I forget the exact situation, but he sent an an envoy of peace. It was some you know global problem, and he sent an envoy. and And I was talking to somebody, and they're like, "I don't know why we just don't send an aircraft carrier and wipe them off." And I'm like, and I I said to the person, I said, "I actually want a president who tries to have peace first. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I I don't you know I I don't agree with a lot of Obama's politics, but I'm like. I actually want that part, that he's going to exhaust everything. I remember when President Trump was in office, I think Iran shot down one of our drones. Oh, yeah. And President Trump said, it's just a piece of machinery. And I'm like, I'm like, I want a president that like practiced restraint, mm-hmm. you know. But I also look and say, we you probably have to respond to 9-11. You mm-hmm. definitely have to respond to Pearl Harbor. You you know, so it, these are complicated things. In my view, for the heart of the believer, we look for the heart of God. God loves the people who are his enemies. Mm-hmm. He died to save them. I'm not going to cheer to kill them. Mm-hmm. He sets up and tears down kingdoms, and he uses governments for justice. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all of that. It's all through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel would be used to deal with another nation. Another nation would be used to deal with Israel. 
It's all through the Old Testament. Uh, I don't, I don't pretend to know the whole mind of God. I know how He works. Mm-hmm. I want to seek that on on a situation like this. I don't want to cheer over people dying. It just grieves me. I once heard um, someone say, like, how do you pray for enemies, especially in this extremity? Um, and the, the, the advice was, like, look at them as people who only see what they see. So, you know, if you want, like, all movies on this, like, they're, they think they're the rebellion taking down the evil empire. They don't Maybe they don't realize that the evil empire isn't actually evil. Maybe they've only been taught that. Like, there are so many reasons why people do what they do. It could be demonic. It could be a twist of information. It could be all these things. But, like, praying for those, uh, in this case, you know, like a Hamas or somebody like that, to see reality, to be repentant, to have their eyes open, to f- for them to, um, to uh, dissent and say, I no longer will help this fight to walk away. Like, you're not just praying, you know, God save them, and we are, but like, there are so many strongholds, things they're seeing, things they're not seeing that we can be praying for as well. Help them to see the value of life. Help them to see, you know, the consequences of their action. Tear down the internal walls that are up in them. Like, if we really start to think about even the worst of humanity as people, suddenly we're like, there's a laundry list of things that we can be praying for, that their lives can be turned upside down, that they would begin to interact with life much differently. Yeah, I want them to have hope, and I want them to have freedom. I want them to have life, and maybe they want that, maybe they don't. I don't know, but I I want them to know the love and the hope of Jesus yes. Christ. I want everyone to, to do that. I don't think—this th- is what I think people struggle with— I can I can want you to have the hope and the love of Jesus Christ. I can hate the effects of war without drawing moral equivalence. Yeah. Uh, the nation of Israel responding to terrorism is not morally equivalent to terrorist terrorizing. Mm-hmm. Those are not the same things. And so that that's what I see um People wrestling with maybe in in on X and media mm-hmm. platforms, something like that. I see them looking and saying, "Well, Israel did this, therefore they did that." And I'm like, "No, that's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a very different thing to uh, um, fly airplanes into a building unannounced, undeclared, and unnationalized." Mm-hmm than it is for a nation to call up its military to protect its citizens. Those are not moral equivalents. So I, I, can, I can live in that tension and so, because people would say, well, then the terrorist act is a lower moral, moral act. I'm like, I agree with you. Well, then we should nuke them. I'm like, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. I, we still are called to love our enemies and to pray for them. So nation, so Israel shouldn't do anything about it. I didn't say that mm-hmm. because God uses governments to protect people and bring justice. I, I'm my heart just breaks for everybody involved because yeah. a bunch of innocent people who have nothing to do with this, who wanted nothing to do with this, are going to die. Mm-hmm. 
there's hostages. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't even uh, Isra- Israeli. Mm-hmm. There's there's hostages from France. Uh, the one girl that was killed was from Germany. There's Americans. Mm-hmm. Like they they were at a music festival or at a relative's house. They're not players in geopolitical politics. Right. Yeah. And so it it is a it is not a moral equivalent for a terrorist to set off a bomb, so to say. Uh, it's not the same thing as a nation rising up to protect its citizens. So I'm not, I don't buy that argument. I can't or won't buy that argument. Um, I don't. I don't think that Hamas is resistant fighters. I think they they have uh, the ear of the world and the support of the world in other ways. So they're not just like, you know, what I've seen them do. That terrorist organization, not the Palestinian people per se, mm-hmm. the terrorist organization, has taken what was given to help create a better life and used it in hatred. And what I see Israel doing in this moment, it's a complicated history. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to argue about it. In this moment is they're, they're using their power to protect their people. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thanks for being willing to navigate um, a tense conversation, something that certainly there are a lot of emotions swirling around. And um, certainly, as you mentioned, no pun around it, there's a lot of mixed messages swirling around this particular instance. And as we sit here on October 18th, I pray that this is helpful. Um, I pray that we can seek God after this and that we can um, truly look for the Christ initiatives in this, not just the geopolitical ones. If you have questions, maybe they're follow-up to this or about other topics that you'd like us to address, you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. If we can help you with resources or take unique next steps, we'd love to do that. Just reach out, let us know. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're looking for a place to run after Jesus together, uh, you can always do that by joining us on the weekend or even checking us out first online. Thank you for jumping jumping in with us today as we continue to see God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.